and we're good. Safe, June. So, mate, what do you make of the Georgie stuff? Oh, oh, sorry. I say Georgie. He's not my mate. George Lloyd. What do you make of him? George Floyd. What do you make of the situation, mate? Bro, it's George Floyd. Was it Floyd? <laughs> See, I'm part of the problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mate, you're trivialising it, but you can't, even, you can't even remember it. I'm part of the problem. But yeah, what's your take? Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's undoubtedly it's an interesting one because I think every so often we get these cases uh, which particularly blow up. But I think in the kind of age and advent of social media, it's like seeing someone essentially killed in front of your eyes, like. Most people don't witness that anyway, let alone when it's someone like a white policeman in uniform on a black person who's like helpless and handcuffed on the floor. So I think there's the like that in and of itself is is something that kind of uh, can stir and should stir everyone's emotions. <laughs> and then I think the, the like names that stick out so. Uh, Ahmed Aubrey recently, and then people like Eric Garner, Trayvon Martin. But I'm I've no doubt that this probably like there's a whole list of names that aren't talked about, maybe because they're not recorded. And um, yeah, like they just don't get the publicity and press, even though they're probably like equally as bad, if not worse. So like overall, right? Like it's crazy that we live in a world, and especially when we're in the UK. That that's just unthinkable. Um, is it? But the kind of is yeah, it? Like, yeah. What? As in a, a police, like regardless of color, but that a police person, a policeman or woman will kill uh, an innocent person. Okay, and that's like the yeah, killing part. Innocent, right? Like we don't actually know yeah, what exactly what's happen. going on. But. but the killing part, yeah, I don't think black people in Europe in general are threatened. Are, are like worried about being killed by a policeman like on a stop and yeah. search or something but the other day I was stopped and I got out of the car well basically I was stopped in the car something yeah. about the car is being long and then like he told me to wait so I was in the car for like 20 minutes yeah. whilst he yeah. went and did other stuff behind me stopping other cars so I was like oh they forgot about me so I yeah. got out of the car to walk yeah. towards him and his first reaction was to go for the, he did the movement to go for the gun. And right. I was just like, what? Like, I was confused. I was just like, what? So it was like, I don't know if that's like the current, if that's just due to that particular officer having like a sort of stress day. I don't know, but it was weird. It was weird. Yeah, I mean, and like, like let's, this conversation, let's be clear, right? Like I'm Korean heritage and so um, that's how I look, and um, your Ghanaian heritage, and that's how you look. So, like, the context of this conversation is all that you're doing is hearing it, is to understand that that's something behind it. And as you talk, I'm mindful of the fact, like, there is something in reflecting my own perspective and my own experience, but I've no doubt that it'll be very different to yours and that of many um, uh, black people, I guess, around the world. 
I think like one of those things about perspective, I think one that was really powerful for me was that YouTube video, like must be 10 years plus ago, of that girl who essentially walks around Manhattan with a YouTube camera on her head. And she's going to shout at that, like, hey, baby girl. Yeah, but like the amount of, I think it was just like a continuous video of like half an hour, right? And the number of times that happens, but also like not just catcalling, which in itself I was like, no way does anyone get catcalled these days. But not just that, but there's this bit where I literally just follows her for about three blocks. And then she turns around and be like, why are you following me? And he's just like, I'm not following like, you guys been following. You're like, that's that's crazy. I think like it speaks to this overall sense of um to say discrimination but also imbalance of power that there are undoubtedly um kind of like power gradients shall we say it's like white to black male to female wealthy to, to mm-hmm. non-wealthy and i think um those are the things that are scary and especially i'm interested at the current moment where certainly from my social media i get the sense of um the the sense of like non-black people are being increasingly called to like defend the cause not just raise awareness yeah but join the cause to like if you're not speaking up and speaking out against it then you're complicit in it yeah but and i think, you know, I think that's, that's the important message i think it's uh yeah see that's where i'm just like i don't know because i feel like that's you say that and then someone who isn't racist, you know, I don't know how to describe it. They're not racist, but they they can easily have like racist tendencies. And I think it's, they're ignorant to it. They don't know. They're not aware of these things. It's just something that they've been brought up with. Like, you know, oh, don't trust the black guy. I don't know. They're yeah, growing yeah, up yeah. and their dad was like, don't trust the black guy, blah, blah, blah. And it's not something that's in the forefront of their thinking, but it's there in their head. And if you... Yeah. When you say stuff like, if you're not saying anything, you're part of the problem, I feel you can yeah. push those people further away from the cause because they'll be like, but what do you mean? Like, I get the same thing with white privilege. Like, you tell someone they've got white privilege, they just yeah. automatically will go on the defensive. You know, the, yeah. it's that middle ground, you know, there's people who are for the cause. They understand the culture, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like there's other people who are just in the middle and it's no fault of their own. They're just white people who live, for example, I'm going to use Epernay as an example, Epernay, France. But, like, they live here. They don't come in contact with a lot of black people on the regular. They don't know anything about the culture. All they know is what they see on TV, what they read in the news. So it's it's tilted a certain way depending on what media outlets they're using. It'll be they'll have yeah. a certain image of a black person. Yeah. So it's like when you tell that person, ah, oh, you've got white privilege, for them, they're just like, what do you mean? Like, this I, is wo- like- I work in McDonald's, I do yeah. this, I just live a normal life. Where am I privileged? Where's the privilege? They don't understand. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. Like, we whack buzzwords on things nowadays. So, like, the Black yeah. Lives Matter hashtag is like a thing. And when you see it, depending on what way you think, 
you're like either, oh yeah, I'm down with that, or you're either no, all lives matter. Do you know? Yeah. And yeah. I and I think people use that nowadays to find an excuse to keep their their beliefs intact or whatever. But whereas yeah. I think the best way is just like you gotta listen. Like if you don't listen to what the the racist person or the person you think is racist is saying, if you're not listening to them, mm. then you can never understand where they're coming from. And then there's never a discussion, so there's never a chance for you to try and actually educate that person or share your point of view to see that they're wrong. What's that woman's name? Um, Jane Elliott, do you know her? Old American lady, she did the blue eyes, brown eyes experiment thing. So there's loads of like psychological experiments. And then she mm. did she did one, which is pretty famous. You get loads of videos of on Instagram at the moment. Mm. Where it's like a room for the white people and she's like, if um yeah, who in this room would swap their skin with a black person? Yeah. And no one puts their hands up. And then she's like, um, why wouldn't you put your hand up? Because everyone's aware of the situation. Yeah. But no one wants to do anything about it. Because yeah. for them, they're not that colour of skin, they're not black, so they don't give a shit, really. Yeah, I think, that, you know, what you were, what you were talking about, maybe think, um, I think it's that, it's the phenomenon that's described as unconscious bias, right? Yeah. So, you don't, like you were saying, like the French person in rural Pernay who's not been out of that town, it's not that they like set out to be like what we, what people might describe as racist. It's just for some reason in all of their, in the sum of their life experiences, that's just how they've ended up in terms of how they think. But well, I read this like really good book. You should 100% read it. Uh, did I tell you about it last time? Uh, Invisible Women? No. Um, it's written by Catherine or something, Criado Perez, and she's a journalist. Uh, so it's called Invisible Women, something about unconscious bias uh, uh, against women, like in the current like current day and age. And basically, just reels off loads of examples of how the world discriminates against females. And you read it, and you're like, it's a little bit like that YouTube video I was telling. Just like all of this stuff just can't be real. Just like how much of the world is just geared up towards or like in favor of men. And we're not just talking about like in the workplace. It like some of the examples that stick with me are like um like hazmat suits and stuff. And how essentially like they're they're unisex apparently, but they're just not designed for a female to use the toilet. A male can just sip it down and then go have a piss at the front. Yeah, okay. Women just can't use it. Yeah. And then stuff like body armor, so like it's not designed for the female form, so they don't have like female body armor apparently, or like so like loads of the um, like uh, like armies around the world just have like one one gender for it, presumably because in the past like generally people men, in the army yeah. were male. Yeah. Um, but like saying how like it doesn't sit on like women's body on on their breasts, doesn't cover them adequately. So women are like going out and buying their own and then being told like you shouldn't be buying your own. And you're like, yeah, it's all of this stuff you just wouldn't really think about. Um, and in the same way, I guess, or in a similar way, like for those people who are not 
who end up with an unconscious bias against ethnic minorities, against black people. I think the point is like all of this is to challenge like how that get how that gets ingrained. Like how when you grow up just watching TV and films, like mm-hmm. for some reason, probably there's an over reliance. Like, oh, for example, like there's an, there's if if Asians, as in like uh, East Asians, Oriental people, apparently Oriental, you can't use, but um, they are disproportionately cast as the nerds, right? Like they're the academics yeah, of the yeah, nerds. Yeah, yeah. They're always the good guys, unless you're part of a triad or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. you have your very tight cast, and in the same way, I'm sure, like most. Or like gangster movies like have black people in those kinds of roles and in aggressor roles, yeah. not necessarily as the academics and stuff like that. And I think when that like just keeps on being perpetuated, like that's just what you grow up with. And so unless people are confronted with what is like like being told, for example, like that just because you're white that you have this white privilege, yeah, they may not like seek to they may not have chosen it. But like that's the world that they live in, and I don't think it's about discriminating against them. But it is about opening their minds, opening their eyes, and educating people to see. But I'm down with something that. that they don't see. I'm down with that. But then I always find that so like so white privilege. Like you can articulate all the nuances behind that, whereas yeah. someone who works in the office doing telecommunications. This is going to be so ignorant, but like, <laughs> but like, I don't know, education stopped at like A levels, GCSC or something. They're for the cause because they, they consume black culture, but they're just going to be screaming like white privilege in the face of someone. Yeah. And not be able to articulate the nuances behind it. Like, yeah. That's the thing, like you go on Instagram and you and like yeah. I do it all the time, you go in the comment section, but it's just morons. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's morons on both sides who can't argue. They're just arguing <laughs> for the sake of arguing. And and I think that's the problem. And especially like, like the more polarized you are, right? Like that's what gets, gets the likes for yeah, exactly. views. So it's just and like, so anyone if you're moderate, like you people don't care. They don't give yeah. a shit about what you've got to say, yeah. And that's the sad yeah. thing. So, like, now, with the George thing, now the looting started and whatnot. Like, people yeah. are like, you know, you'll get all the covert racists being like, oh, I can't believe they're doing that. Shocking, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then yeah. it's like, so no one died, actually. It's just about the looting now. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And it's always like that with these cases. Like, even if it's the, a peaceful protest, so, like, yeah. I've seen peaceful protests, but nothing comes of it. Yeah, like, Cap, Cap, Cap is, like, the yeah. prime example, like, right? The man was just like, kneeling on the field, not hurting anyone. He's And, what and did also, it? like, what he's actually standing, he's not, like, promoting some kind of, like, black power or anything. Exactly. He's just saying he wants to raise awareness about police brutality Policy against brown. minorities of black people. They're like, that, and why yeah. is that not something that everyone can get on board with? It's insane. It's, it's, it's insane because, like, they take... And the way that he's been, like, absolutely made an example of, bro. Like... It's crazy. It's crazy. But that's but the I problem, think it's you know. Like, Sorry, go on. It's like, that's the problem. So I saw an interview with the lead investigator, the FBI investigating the case, and he's asked, like, a question. The first question he's asked is something like, are you... I mean... It, 
is there a disproportionate reaction between police reactions to dealing with a white a white um criminal or and a black man yeah and he's he like sort of rolls his eyes he's just like yeah, and he's like, "There's no," and then his answer was, "There's no, there's nothing in this case that shows that the police officers acted in a criminal manner." What? And it's crazy because there's a there's like a ten minute video. This guy's just kneeling on his neck. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's so inter- institutionalized in America that yeah. you the literally for me if. The only way they can change it is revolution or really mass voting. Get get everyone voting for candidates that give a shit about minorities. Yeah. But then I feel like it's such a fickle, when I was there, it's such a fickle society that it just takes the next event to forget the one that just happened. So it's like, it's always going like cut, Colin Kaipatrick thing was like what four years ago now or something, yeah. And nothing's happened since then, like nothing but the same sort of stuff. And yeah. now we're back again at another thing. People are rioting. The national guard are going to come in. They're going to clean it up. Blah blah blah. And then it'll just be yeah. like we'll reset. Maybe this police officer might go to prison. Yeah. And then it's like, there, there you go. That's your little present. Now we're just going to start yeah, again. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sad state of affairs for them. For them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I watched this um, YouTube, Netflix, Fox like video. It's only about 15 minutes. And it was about the... Um, wealth inequality between white and black population in America. Mm. Um, and it was like talking about how, like, I think one of the images that stuck with me is that if you're in a race whereby one person is like 400 years behind, so like that's not an even start point, obviously. Yeah. So, so when people are like, well, they've got the same opportunities in America, like, it's not even if you were to take away, like if you were to take away everything else, but just like 400 years of progress and the fact that when they've done these studies where America, like uh, white American college grads, like their wealth, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And conversely, for, for black American grads, that actually goes down. And apparently the reason is because like they are, in general, like the most successful people in and around their family. So everyone comes and asks them for help. So they yeah. can't accumulate it. They need yeah. to like give out and stuff like that. Mm. And you're like, there's just something that is so kind of like inbuilt, like in such a level that's like a lot deeper um, than I think, I think probably than most slash anybody in the UK really understands, or maybe even in America, right? Like, I think, um, like you said, that example of like, would anyone change colour? And white people, if you were to ask white people, like they they would say no because they understand like that it's the world is steeped against you. And I think um, if you ask black people, but probably do it as a blind vote so that they don't have to like say to other black people like I would change color, then they probably would. I don't know. Well, what do you think? 
I well, see that's the thing though. I I I have thought I've thought about this, thought about this last night quickly, but it's just like um, it's it's a for me because I I can't I couldn't say yes just because black people are fucking cool, man. Like <laughs> we're the coolest, so I couldn't say yes, but then I could see reasons why other people could say yes, and also because I'm not like. I'm I'm educated at a certain level. I'm 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 not I'm doing well in life. Like there's nothing well, negative man. in my life that's gonna be like that's gonna be like, oh life would be easier if obviously out socially and outside like in terms of being in different situations. I know that there's certain situations that wouldn't happen in my life, like number one is like just getting stopped by the pigs I mean sorry police getting stopped yeah. by the police is like something that happens to me regularly even in the Pernay like it's nuts but it's like, which like let's be clear I've never been stopped by the police and I would be very very surprised if I got stopped by the police whereas like obviously for you it's an occurrence like that in itself is just such a bizarre difference in the mm. way that and I think to a certain extent I'm like is something I'm just used to. Like it, even in growing up in Peckham, like yeah. it's, you're just used to it from a young age. It's just something you know. If you look a certain way, if you dress a certain way, you're just gonna get stopped. You just have to know that. That's just something that happens on a regular basis. Whereas, but then, like you know, I think I find in. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that in the pain and the suffering part, you know, the people that pe the parts that people would be like, "Oh, that's not good," I find a great sort of pride in that that we're still here. Do you know what I mean? Like, despite all of this madness that's happened to the race, or despite the prejudices that happen outside, you're still about. You're still alive and kicking, and that's quite like I'm. I'm proud to say that. You know, like it's a pride in that. I know it's bullshit in the sense that, oh, yeah, your life could be better. Yes, 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 it's true. But when it's ingrained in culture, like, for example, Americans, I know that they don't have, black Americans don't have a huge history. Like, and I think that lack of history is a detriment to them in terms of, like, for me, I can trace my family back, like, way back to Ghana, like I'm talking like tribes, mud huts. Like I can go way back, whereas they can't. Yeah. They go to a cert four hundred years ago in America, and that's it. Like they can't yeah. go back. They deliberately like deleted the records because they don't yeah. want them to have that sort of. If you have history, you have like yeah. a sort of what's the word I'm looking for? A um, oh my god, like some sort of lineage, you know. There's just stuff behind you that you know is there, that was there, and it gives like a strength to your thing. Like, for example, Americans, Bangla, white Americans can claim the country, the history of the country, George Washington, Christopher Columbus, blah, 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 so on and so on, all the generals. They're all like mm. these black, these white guys. So you can mm. be like, yeah, I'm proud of my nation. Whereas mm. an American, black American, even though black history in America is rich, it's not something yeah. that's widely known. Like it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's not taught in schools. So it's like, they don't have that sort of pride in the nation. 
already from the start. And then you go out into society and then you're faced with all these hurdles because you're black or because you come from a certain place. So it's just like, in a sense, I feel sorry for them. But I think, you know, like I watched something the other day where they were talking about, this is completely off the point, but it links back, where they were talking about how, why (laughs) black people are flashy. So supposedly back in the slave days, the only days of the week where they could dress up was a Sunday to go to church. Mm. And so on a Sunday, everyone would get really wear their best dresses. And it was like, that was the day where they were free, essentially, because they could go to church and they came back and they could eat together. Mm. Whereas during the week, like, it wasn't possible because, you know. Mm -hmm. And so that, once they got let out, once freedom was gone, and everyone moved out. Sunday still became, was still a day where everyone dressed up, put on their Sunday best, and they went to church and then ate with the family afterwards. And then that sort of like filtered into the culture where it's just like to show some sort of success or some sort of pride in being black, it became like a sort of peacocking, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're flashy, you're this, you're big, you're black. And so the image was important. And I think that shows you, like, that in itself, you know, shows you an aspect of black culture that I didn't think about at all, ever. Mm. And that's because of a lack of history. That's mm. why that sort, that sort of little thing in their culture has advanced into this thing where now, like, you, loads of people be like, yeah, black people are flashy. Like, but why are they flashy and it stems from the slave trade there anyway and so what i'm trying to say is it's like their what is the word i'm looking for they're like not soul but like their roots their roots of yeah they don't have deep roots in america yeah and so i think like now because of that it just means like the the society hasn't helped them, like in terms of like Trump at the moment. So I saw two treat, tweets where it was like, <laughs> I don't fuck with Trump, but like I don't think he's. I think the media makes it worse than he is. But like he um he said, there's two tweets I saw top to bottom, and it was one was about the the looting when he did the when the looting starts, the shooting. The shooter's going to shoot, yeah. Yeah. And then there's another one where he's talking about, you know, those guys in Michigan, like some guys during the confinement went to the government. Oh, with all the guns With the guns, yeah. And and the tweet was like, these are good people. (laughs) These are good people and they just want to get back to their normal lives, working hard, blah, blah, blah. Just like he acts the governor, he's just like, yeah, just sit down and talk to them. Oh, he calls out the mayor, and he's like the radical left-wing mayor, and you're like, what? <laughs> but I think he's. That's what. Sh- that's what America is like. It's that well, I mean, sort you say of that. sensationalism, like, I think especially as uh, like in the current climate. And as I read a bit more about it, I just started reading. Um, it's called Between the World and Me, and it's by Ta Nehisi Coates. So I think is a African American 
I think he's a journalist. So it's written in a like memoir style to his teenage son. And it's basically talking about like, you know, this is the world that we live in. These are the difficulties that you and like I face, that you face. And um and I think like as I read that and as someone who's not like in in the storm, per se, like I'm not black and I don't live in America. But as I read that, I just kind of think it's it is there's just something so odd and there's something so wrong about the fact that he is talking about current day world. Like if you read it, and uh, well, one of the other thing is interesting is about like how he, when he was growing up, I think in Baltimore, when he's like when he's like twelve or thirteen, and he's like either in school or somewhere around school, and he's saying like some other kid just like pulls his gun out, and he like realizes that that could, this could be the end of his life, right? Mm. And like that just kind of stays with him, and it's just like yeah, that's just not an experience, or certainly not back in the life yeah, some experience. The kids pulled a kid. And he's just saying like. All that stuff about how there's like glorification in the sense of um, of um, like gang culture, gun culture, etc. He's like, it's just because there's like everyone's afraid and they're just trying to make do and like make do in a world where they are current, like constantly victimized. And this thing about schools, how like schools should be the place where you are protected, etc. But like how schools are like massively steeped against them for X, Y, Z reasons as well. Like, yeah, I'm still only in the beginning parts of it, but I think, like, seeing something like that, and again, even as someone who would consider myself relatively open-minded, has seen a bit of the world, and, like, it likes to think they're, like, progressive about, um, kind of, um, seeing and acting against injustices. But you read it, and you're like, God, that doesn't seem like the world that I live 